And once again, we have another podcast, another episode with The Raw Reverie. I'd like to welcome our one and only guest so far, Ellis Ursula. Ellis, how are you? I'm good. How about you, Vincent? I'm doing all right. Um, well, interestingly, we've had an interesting week coming up or we're entering into a, an interesting week because next week it is the United States 2020 presidential election, correct? That's correct, on Tuesday. On Tuesday. And so the the today's podcast is somewhat devoted to the election. I think by this time, many of our listeners or many of the people and many of the citizens in general have probably already voted, but I still want to be able to give our take on the, on to, on the election. And so I think in terms of ex- what I've experienced so far in this election, it's, I feel very divided. Would you agree? Yeah, that's uh, definitely true, Vincent. Um, I feel like is as if America is tearing itself apart. And uh, there's a lot of division going on, a lot of polarization going on. And uh, yeah, it feels like there's no hope ahead for us. So I like I, I've been up to be honest, I have been struggling with that mindset. I have loved ones on the other side. I have loved ones on both on sides, my side, yeah, on my side or the side that I'm on. And then I've got guys saying things like I shouldn't be on this side. And I got guys saying we, those guys should be on those sides. And I know everyone has experienced that type. I've at least experienced it via uh, just a conversation at work or I think primarily social media. And so right now what we want to talk about actually, I guess in the election is how to, how to have a healthy mindset about the election. Yeah, Vincent, we're not talking about which side is better or not, right? We're only talking about uh, how to view the election. Yes. Like, have a bigger perspective on it. Yes. Because, I mean, one part, one, one of the reasons why people are viewing, are so divided is because they, they're not giving up an opportunity to just discuss and enjoy of just one another in it. I know, I mean, the topics get heavy. I would agree, but it shouldn't cause us to go insane against one another and be violent towards one another. And so I, I, let's just think of just the fact that one after the election, whoever wins, it's not the end of the world. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, obviously, that probably goes without saying, Vincent. But I think uh, that just needs to be said uh, because a lot of people act like it's the end of the world. Uh, whoever side wins. Um, yeah, I think it's important to note that um, that you know the presidency isn't everything. Um, I think a lot of people on both sides think that if their candidate wins or loses, then it's the end of the world or um, whatever. But I, yeah, I think. Um, having a healthy perspective on this election or any other election in the future or the past, um, you know, 
uh, the presidency and the election of whoever is in charge of our country, uh, you know, it's not the end of the world. There are a lot of other things that matter to you that are more immediate. Um, the federal, whatever happens in Washington, D.C., um, is very distant, right? I mean, we live in California. Uh, Washington, D.C. is in the other side of the country, right? So there are a lot of things that um, occur in our lives that don't involve federal uh, national politics. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I guess I'm pretty sure we're going to get more into that later on. But I think um, it's always a good reminder to uh, realize that the election isn't everything uh, every four years. Um, it seems like people just want to do uh, bad things and overreact, but I think we just have to have the proper perspective. Yeah. I mean, to be, I, I'll confess, I, I struggle with this, this, this subtopic. I actually, there are times when I'm watching videos where I feel like it's the end of the world. And just mm -hmm. to hear you say that, like, yes, the national government will take whoever, whoever wins will affect the national government but it still doesn't affect us in our day-to-day -day life um there are there are other things that affect us and we should at least put that into perspective as well um i like i shouldn't i shouldn't um disassociate with you for example if you were on the other side and so like just because of that like i wouldn't i wouldn't stop inviting you to to do to do these podcasts like i want to keep that relationship the same thing with coworkers, same thing with with um uh, family friends classmates like i want to have that that m m mindset and i think uh having a mindset of it's the end of the world doesn't really help in building up our society yeah um i think uh, to follow up on that, I think uh, the problem is also that um, um, every single issue in our national discourse uh, ends up being uh, nationalized in a sense, which I think is very unfortunate. Um, I think like when you think about the past four years or even before President Trump, um, a lot of uh, stuff has been uh, politicized, uh, such as products, sports and entertainment. And I just think it's kind of sad that, you know, you you can go to a football game and um you know sports is a place generally speaking where you can uh um go with the person you disagree with in terms of politics but you could still have a good time uh rooting for your favorite team um but unfortunately sports is politicized and everything else is politicized as well so i think it's kind of unfortunate um i guess i will say that you know uh our current president President Trump is very polarizing. So the other side who really hates him uh, really wants to make that vocal. And so every it, it's kind of it, it kind of feels as if every issue is about Trump or something that happens in Congress. But I think that's not the healthy way to look at it. Again, like what I mentioned, um, I think a lot of humor is good at explaining this, uh, Vincent. So I don't know if uh, I, I think everybody knows what SNL is, uh, Saturday Night Live. Uh, yeah, yeah. They recently had a parody of of an election ad. Um, basically, the election ad had all of the stars of SNL talk about how they're going to miss Trump, and not because they like him, but because they're not going to have anything to talk about, right? Uh, obviously, all the comedians always have fun, and the media have, have a lot of fun uh, talking about Trump because he does a lot of outrageous things. 
Uh, but when you kind of live on that, when you try to make everything about Trump in your daily life, um, it's kind of a problem and you can't really see what is going on uh, to the people closest to you and, and stuff like that. Um, I will also say that um, I don't know if uh, you, Vincent, or any, any of our audience has heard of the Babylon Bee. Uh, they are a Christian uh, satire site. And a lot of their s- headlines are really funny. Uh, they're funny because they actually parody what's happening in real life. And so I think one especially funny uh, headline was one published uh, not recently, but two years ago. Uh, but it's definitely very relevant. Uh, the headline reads, politics is now the nation's fastest growing religion. Um, so I think that that's really funny um, because it, it just kind of shows you how um, everyone, um, I mean, you can enjoy enjoy reading about politics and knowing a lot of things about it like I do. Uh, but I think uh, this headline, even though it is satirical, it reflects a big reality that you know a lot of our a lot of people in our country are kind of obsessed with politics in a way that is unhealthy and thinking that all of our problems come from Washington uh, as opposed to um, coming from your state and local governments. Um, I think uh, to be honest, a lot of the issues that are facing you are probably at least political issues. Those issues are most likely coming from your state or state or local government. So I think uh, a lot of the things that don't have, have to do with Trump or Congress, um, you know, stuff like pollution or potholes, uh, construction or schools, or even policing. Um, Obviously uh, this past summer, there, there have been a lot of protests about policing. Um, And obviously Congress has been taking note, but in the end, policing is a local matter. So a lot of uh, um, issues dealing with, uh, um, brutality or whatever, um, a lot of that does have to do with your local police department, um, your PTA, your school and teachers unions, uh, the ones that affect your children's education, those are done at the local level. So if you want to change something, uh, don't complain to uh, your congressman or I guess your or the president, but try to see if there's a local solution that can be solved uh, because those are the things that are closer to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, it's a very simple, a very simple principle. Is like, take care. Like, you shouldn't comment about someone else's home until you've addressed your own home, and then not. So, like the con, like the concept of like, a take care of what's closest to you, neighborhood, family, friends, ch- your own children, your, and just building off that side. Well, I think a lot of us are prone to thinking start big and then work your work work your way small when it, i think the true the true the true way is like you said that you should start small local local government small ptas um churches um uh what else schools like something small and i i, I really i think our our listeners really need to look at it from that perspective um, I see many people just like many comments just saying, I hope you're not voting for this guy or that guy. And it's like, well, what about, what about our policies for just um, like, what are the, what are the major policies per- per- pertaining to California? 
just California. Like, I, like I, I can't even name it to you. Like, but I know we have some. Yes, we do have a lot. <laughs> but I, like, you know what I mean? I don't see, I don't hear many people like discussing about that. I see commercials, yeah. but I don't see many people dis- having discussions. Rather, they go straight to the presidency. Yeah, I mean, it's not really something that anybody could fix, uh, I guess, um, in terms of legislation. Uh, This is ultimately a culture problem. Um, Obviously, for the past couple of uh, years, um, everything has been nationalized. Everything has been about Trump, like what I mentioned. But um, I think uh, we we need to really focus and we really need to realize that, um, you know, there are a lot of other important things around us that we should uh, be aware of um you know stuff like you know your personal personal relationships and you know all the other associations that are all local that are close to you you know those are the things that should be more valuable to you than anything happening in a faraway capital uh you know so like what you said churches any clubs that you're in um alumni associations stuff like that you know a lot of those things make life more meaningful to be to be honest and they also drive american society like uh you know the government isn't telling you to uh uh join a club that you want to join like you you do it because you want to do it and so because of you joining that club you could help further enrich society by whatever you contribute so i think uh in other words i think americans I, i think we would be better off if national politics wasn't the only thing on everyone's mind Mm hmm yeah, I think I need to start learning the the the, the number of districts and who's running them in, in the city that we live in. I think that's one good way to start. As a, do you know it by by any chance? Uh, well, I do know our congressman. We we share the same uh, congressman, um, in in the House of Representatives. Um, his name is actually uh, slipping. Oh, Alan Lowenthal. Yes, that's his name. I'm not looking him up. I'm not cheating. Oh, okay. <laughs> just came I, up. I would. I'll be honest. I would. <laughs> like I. Um, but yeah, I mean, even b- below him, um, we have our state senators and state representatives. Uh, obviously, our mayor is uh, Mayor Garcia. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if uh, if anybody wants to affect change, uh, definitely try to know the names of your uh, local uh, state representatives. And hit them up and see what your problem is and see if they can fix it. Um, mm. Obviously, I'm not saying that no, none of us should be passionate about what's happening in Washington. But again, this is hopefully this podcast just helps us put everything in perspective. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to see more Californinos. What are, what are we? Californians? Uh, Californians, yeah. Californians. Um talk just as much about our our local government heads as much as our national or federal so i would i'd really like to encourage that for our listeners i mean most most of our listeners are from california i'm not saying you know if if you're from another country you should stop listening you can keep listening to us i mean we're i'm we're we're trying to make it interesting anyways yeah i mean that's uh kind of like the uh, the whole beauty of the American system in a, in a sense. Um, so the word that I always think about is federalism. So federalism basically is the concept that um, 
everything starts at the top, but the, the top authorities also give and delegate authority to lower authorities in a sense. So it all flows from the state, from the national government to the state and to the local. So, so that basically means that the federal government does have control of every single thing. And mm-hmm. because of federalism, what happens in Sacramento and what happens in your local city should have more consequence and should be viewed by you as more important than what than whatever happens in Washington DC. So that's uh, I believe that's the beauty of federal federalism. Uh, in America, we have fifty different states in which they can uh, each governor can do their own policies and see what's best for their citizens. Uh, not everything has to be dictated by what happens in what happens in Congress. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, uh, federalism is a very important word that uh, all of us should be acquainted acquainted with, um, because a local government uh, is really how individuals prosper and how individuals can get in touch with their um, local leaders so that um, any change can be made. Mm. You know, I think that'd be a one, a good topic to talk about just the, these different concepts of, uh, of government or of politics. So something to help give more foundation to our listeners. If, if they, if they if they want to learn more or just build the foundation to be able to engage more in this issue, but we'll we'll plan that for a future election or future um, episode. But uh, back coming back to the election, um, I want to look at our second subtopic now, um, and it has a lot to deal with what everyone looks at. Um, your your social media feed. Um, quick comment. Do you have a quick comment? Uh, no. Um, yeah, I think uh, social media is uh, pretty divisive these days. Yeah, I've 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 seen some uh, documentaries about about social media and how it re- connects or relates to the election. And that you can find, you'll, if you search it up, you'll find some on Netflix, you'll find some on Prime, uh, all, you know, all the major outlets. But the one thing um, I'd like to just think about is don't fall prey to propaganda. Um, both sides of the political spectrum have some form of propaganda. And what we what we'd like to encourage you reader or listeners is to is to realize that would you would you agree yeah i mean everybody has their own biases uh, it's okay to acknowledge your own biases uh but i think uh um and you could be passionate about your beliefs but i think it's always good to listen to the other side and to make sure that you're not just in an echo chamber uh because mm-hmm. you know you're not um I, I guess it's kind of natural for anybody facing adversity to go str- to be stronger right and so in the same way if you encounter only what you believe uh, you're not going to have a smarter intellect you're not going to uh your, your your biases aren't even going your convictions aren't even going to be strengthened if you don't listen to the other side so it's always important to not just uh listen to your side but you also have to 
uh, take into account the other person's side and have a little sympathy so that they, you could see where they're coming at. So like, I guess how, what are some ways that help us, that can help us not fall prey to propaganda in one sense? Like what are some practical ways? Yeah. So I think, uh, um, I think uh, uh, a lot of people probably who are listening have Twitter. Um, I've actually, I guess in terms of social media, uh, you know this, Vincent, I've actually been uh, taking uh, a couple months fast on social media. Yeah. And um, I think Twitter is a, is a very bad, very toxic place in terms of political discourse. Uh, But I think it's always important uh, to see what's happening on Twitter and to see all the, to to see all the nasty things. Um, I guess, you shouldn't be, I guess in one sense, you shouldn't really take pleasure in that. But I guess for me, um, I would do that. I would do that just so that I could see what the other side is thinking, no matter how horrendous I think it is. Um, I would follow accounts that I don't agree with. And so obviously once, when you encounter uh, opinions that kind of clash with your own, uh, you kind of think about your own position and, that will either help your argument or cause you to rethink it more. And that's okay. And so I think uh, if every, if everybody on Twitter probably kind of sympathized with one another and followed each other um, and kind of heard each other out, um, I think uh, our national discourse would be a lot better. Um, same is true with Facebook and Instagram. Um, I think obviously just like Twitter, you can follow whoever you want, but if you only follow the people who, you agree with then that's not really of any service to you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i mean like i'm not saying that you have to listen to every single viewpoint from the other side but you know just make it a habit of maybe once in a while making sure that you uh know what the other side is thinking uh, so that you're not um just stagnant in your own position yeah yeah Uh, so i think uh, obviously that's a hard thing to do for a lot of people um but obviously that's it's a discipline and you just have to uh, I guess suck it up in a sense. You know, not everybody in the world, not not even I guess outside of politics, not everybody's going to agree with you. True. Um, you know, whatever. True. Hey, what restaurant do you want to go to tonight? Like, you have one guy saying X, another guy saying Y, and you know, yeah, you might get into an argument over it. Yeah, burger. You might get you might get into an argument over it, but um, I mean, arguments are okay, but as long as you don't like, you know, kill each other. <laughs> Um, you have to know how to respect the other person's side. And so just like anything in life, mm-hmm. it's uh, something that you have to tolerate because not everyone is going to uh, have the same mind as you. Yeah, I think the way the, you you willing to listen to the other side, I think is a way to just prevent yourself from having blind spots. Um, every Like, you know, if you're driving, you want to be able to cover all those, all those uh, points. So, Sometimes you have to, you actually have to physically turn your head around and look at those blind spots. You can't just um, look at the all your side mirror. You gotta be able to to be flexible and and observe those things. And so, I don't. I would hope our listeners have that mindset to listen before arguing, um, have dialogue before like. Yeah, yelling and screaming, you're wrong. I'm right, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Doesn't matter which side. Um, just have the heart to to 
listen. And if you, if at the end of your discussion, you disagree, then you disagree. If maybe you've changed your mind or maybe they, you've changed their minds. That's what we want to encourage things like things of that nature. We want to try to lessen the hostilities in this uh, divide. Yeah. And if you win an argument, then, you know, be gracious to the other person who I guess, quote unquote, lost. And mm-hmm. if you lose an argument, then, you know, be humble about it. And um, I mean, again, I'm not saying that you can't be stubborn in your, your own convictions. Uh, you know, a lot of people die for what they believe in. And that's that's a good thing. Like uh, our world is a lot better for people who have done the right thing, even though um, a lot of people have told them they're wrong. Uh, but, you know, if politics, again, isn't everything, uh, there are, I think uh, you could have healthy disagreement on taxes, on foreign policy, whatever. Um, but it's not the end of the world if you disagree. And so if you believe that you could uh, change your mind, then you know, that's, that's a good thing. It means that you're not a robot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so who do you think is going to win? <laughs> Okay, well, I guess uh, if you want to do a little uh, political uh, punditry, um, I, I guess um, I think, uh, unfortunately, Vincent, I think I'm going to uh, reserve my judgment. Um, a lot of people, I think the the memory of 2016 burns in a lot of us hmm. because a lot of people thought that a certain candidate would win, but that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, I think um, I, I think. Uh, the polls are definitely something that are very interesting. Um, if the polls are right, then I think I will end up be- believing the polls more in the future, uh, knowing that uh, the pollsters have been able to correct themselves from 2016. Mm. But if they're wrong, then you know there's no reason to trust the polls in the future, or at least they're, they'll be more unreliable. Uh, so I think I'm going to hold off on that. Um, but I am excited for Tuesday. It's going to be a very interesting day. Um, I think I'm excited. Uh, not, I'm not. I'm excited because I'm going to see uh, American democracy at work, just like I do every four years. And I can be comforted in the fact that you know, if my side doesn't win, that's okay. If my side loses or the other side wins, that's okay. Uh, because, like what we said in the beginning, uh, the election isn't everything. Presidency obviously isn't everything, and uh, there are a lot of other important things that are closer to my life than what happens in Washington. For sure, we need to go. I need to go with you to Washington one day, just as a as a fun trip. Yes, um, I think uh, hopefully we can plan that out, and maybe we can uh, do a podcast from there. Yeah, yeah Vincent, what so are you? Uh, are you excited for Tuesday? Are you working on Tuesday, or do you plan on taking the day off? Or is it just going to be a normal day for you? Yeah, um, on my end, it's usually just a normal day. And then, yeah, like, I, this, to be honest, this is the first, I guess, the first election where I'm pretty engaged in one sense. I mean, I was pretty engaged in the previous election. I'd, like, I'd read. But I think in this election, I'm starting to be more willing to talk about it. I mean, obviously, we... I, I got a podcast going. We got a podcast going. <laughs> so that's that's good. Um, 
but I, 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 I'm really relieved to have a, this type of discussion because without it, I probably would have, I would have fallen prey to propaganda. I would have like thought this is the end of the world. Like, so thank you, Alistair. Thank you for uh, having this discussion with me about the election and how to health, healthily, that's a word, view the, the election of 2020. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I guess I will also say that uh, this is kind of unrelated to our discussion, but um, hopefully our our uh, viewers will just uh, have their expectations set in terms of Tuesday. Um, a lot of people that uh, a lot of smart people have been saying that election day will probably not be the day when we get to know who's the winner uh, because of all the mail-in ballots that are coming in. A lot of people have been voted, which have been have voted, which is a great thing. Uh, this election will have a lot of will have record turnout. So, um, because of COVID, a lot of people have been voting through mail, so that might take a while. But yeah, uh, I guess the takeaway is that you know you might we might not know who's going to be the winner on election day. It might be a week from from uh, from Tuesday. Um, it might be Friday, but hopefully, uh, everyone could just still be excited about. The uh, counting of ballots. Uh, I trust our, I trust our um, institutions to be able to take care of that. Uh, I don't believe that there's going to be fraud or widespread fraud. So hopefully, people could take comfort that in that our whoever is chosen as our as our next president will be chosen genuinely. Um, but yeah, that is. Uh, I'm very excited for Tuesday. Um, the presidency is not just on the line, but. Uh, the U.S. Senate is also on the balance, so it's a lot of a lot of fun to watch that. Um, obviously, uh, uh, we're here just to talk about the fact that elections aren't everything, but obviously, our audience is free to to read stuff before <laughs> before Tuesday happens. So, all right, okay, well, here we go. So, stay tuned for our next podcast and by that time we'll find hopefully we'll find out who our president is and who and what policies are gonna take place so thank you all sir okay thank you vincent all right have a good evening